listen, I know Halloween just passed, but I'm still feeling kind of spooky. What about a spooky Christmas? A spooky Christmas! <laughs> like, 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 like reindeers that are spooky. Yeah, like reindeers that are like bleeding. I don't know. Blood out their eyes. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was going to try to take this like in a really cute, spooky, like spooky, sexy reindeer. And Jay obviously is disgusting. So I'm so, so sorry. Um, Jay, we, why are you feeling spooky? Because we are here to talk about one of my all-time favorite shows, Lovecraft Country. This is one of the best shows that I feel has come out uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of time to be in front of the Hulus, mm-hmm. the Netflixes, mm-hmm. Pluto. the Pluto TVs. Uh-huh. And this show really took the cake for me. And I really want to talk about the creators of it because it's really cool. I want to talk about basically what the show is to kind of prep you when you're watching it. Because there's things that I wish I would have known going into it so I can appreciate it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And then our first reactions. Like, what do we think about it? Mm -hmm. Gush about the actors. And talk about the message that I got out of this. So, Lovecraft Country is exactly... Executive produced by Misha Green, who is a black woman. We love mm. to see it. Jordan Peele. We know Jordan Peele. You might know him from such classics as... Get Out. Or... Mad TV. That's when I first knew... Bitch, I'm an original Jordan Peele fan. He was on Mad TV with Keegan. I used to love Mad TV, and then they stopped. And now he's crossing over to TV. And mm. then J.J. Abrams, not... Mm black or a person of color is very famous for star wars and men in black 3 mm-hmm. with tessa thompson which we love a good tessa, we love a tessa. <laughs> and um some other white guy named ben stevenson but the most important thing is that misha green is not only the producer she is a showrunner and also wrote the pilot for the episode oh. so, yeah so a showrunner is like the person that basically sets up the scene like all right hippolyta you're gonna be foaming at the mouth Okay. And the portal's going to close, and they're oh. the one that sets the, the move. They're important people. Yeah, so not only is she reviewing the footage and making executive decisions on what needs to be in it, on top of that, she's running the show, and on top of that, she helped write it, and was inspired by the one, the only, Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. She saw Lemonade and was just like, I want to make this type of art that has a supportive music background mm. that makes the art speaks so much louder because we all love a good soundtrack there's something about putting the music to a visual that is just we've talked about it with black is keen it changes everything stamps and seals that for you i really liked the playlist of the the songs i was like oh this makes sense that it would play right now like oh bop it i was like i think what also inspired her from lemonade was that beyonce had a lot of poetry throughout the whole thing so you have like very famous speeches from very prominent people and what i love about the show and i think with jordan peele's work and misha green because i mean she created the whole thing is that it's all about the details Mm-hmm. Like, there's specific song choices, the character references, everything. Like, bitch, it had a deeper meaning that, for me, watching it a second time, it was really great to see these intricacies in the TV show. So, yeah. we love this show. I don't think I mentioned it, but it's an all-black cast. There are a few white people, but trust me, they're very crucial to mm-hmm. the story, but it's, like, not about them at all. Like, yeah. period. It's not centered around them. And we love the actors. We do. There's a whole bunch of amazing actors that we love so much, but the main two that we enjoy is 
Journey Smollett. If you guys don't know her, she's from <laughs> Birds of Prey, which I really like her character. The range. Yes, the that's range. her. Yeah, and um, she plays. She has played like cool roles before, mm-hmm. and she's played oh, cool roles. And before. if you guys are Full House fans, she is Michelle's friend. She, she plays Denise. 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 I so love it. I love a Denise. I love a Denise. Oh, hey, Denise, if you're listening. Denise, hi. <laughs> Journey plays Letty or Leticia, mm-hmm. and then we also have not a debut because he's been in other things but we have jonathan majors he is so hot and also great actor really Mm -hmm. an amazing actor and really Mm low-key doesn't have social media try looking him up you won't see it he's really young too and he's from california untapped talent like i'm excited to see what else he will do yeah you know and then jonathan plays tick or Atticus. atticus so the whole show Think of it as like a mosh posh of every fantasy genre you can think of. It has sci-fi, so like space travel, time travel, Indiana Jones, drama, ghost, um, horror. It's kind of scary. It is kind of scary. I will say that. Magia, brujeria, mm-hmm. magic, mm-hmm. and monsters and I fucking love it. Supernatural. Supernatural? Like, bitch, there is just so many things all mushed together. Layers on layers. And a lot of people, I think, will be turned off by that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can talk about our first impressions with Mm -hmm. the first episode, which is a lot to take Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. But I read an article about it. The reason they decided to make a show that is so mosh posh of all those things that, like, Black people are so excluded from the narrative of fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like, when you think of Star Wars, when you think of twilight Twilight, indiana jones Mm -hmm. you never see black people in like the center of it Mm -hmm. and this was like their way of like having an opportunity to tell this story so let's just show people how starved you are of this representation it's based off a book by hp lovecraft who is a known racist a white supremacist and really cool that they were able to take that show and say like okay well you're gonna be like that guess what we're gonna make these stories we're gonna make them black Mm -hmm. and not just that we're gonna make the fact that you think white supremacy is cool we're gonna make that look fucking stupid because we're gonna show you that y'all don't have a fucking upper hand here the dichotomy of things yeah it's almost like a big fuck you literally you know dang he's old 1890 he died in 1937 this hp lovecraft guy so i can't even imagine what the climate was back Mm -hmm. so Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. And then it's also set in the Jim Crow era, which is triggering because Jim Crow era was terrible, Mm -hmm. horrible. But I swear these white people get what's coming to them. And it feels so good every time you see a white person get what's coming to them. Mm -hmm. There's not really one white person that gets away with anything, which Mm -hmm. that might be a spoiler alert, but... Mm-hmm. I love to see it. And it doesn't paint black people as a victim. And it's not like trauma porn. Mm-hmm. It's not you're just seeing these people get killed for no reason with no justice, which was the reality of that mm-hmm. time and of this time. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of things have changed. But like, it's not like in your face, like, look at this oppression. It's like more just like... It's set in the Jim Crow era in the 1950s, but we're not going to pretend like we were all drinking milkshakes. We were all driving to the movies. We were all just playing in the streets because that wasn't the reality for black people. So they have to show mm-hmm. what it really was like without overdoing um, it. Without overdoing it. Because mm-hmm. I think you also do a disservice by painting that era as like a fantasy. Just, yeah, and like based in the Jim Crow era is that you would see what you would expect. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, like a a cop would be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. that's how it was, Mm -hmm. you know? And it doesn't show that violence just for the sake of showing violence. It 
shows it in a way for you to understand like why people are fearful of the police Mm -hmm. why just like the realities that they had to deal with back then Mm -hmm. and so many things that were ignored it does touch on you know some intense topics like i said it's based on the 1950s and one of the things that they did in the show is that they included a character that was based off of emmett till and if you guys don't know emmett till's story it's actually very very sad it's very very sad i think i knew about Emmett Till without having to watch the movie. I think think, you have too. You knew about Emmett Till before. I didn't know the details. For you listeners that don't know about Emmett Till, I encourage you all to look him up because who to this day, no justice served. But Emmett Till was a 14-year-old African-American child. He was from the Chi-Town area, so Chicago, and is brutally murdered, like brutally, for supposedly flirting with a white woman who years, years, several years later... Like she was in her 80s. Like she really thought about it. She had no guilt, apparently, came out and said that she lied the whole time. No justice to this day. To this day. Zero. Zero. To this day. So it does cover heavy content, Mm -hmm. but... It's more because it's you can't ignore it. No, yeah. To get into the story, it's based around a character named Atticus, who is Jonathan Major, super hot. We love Tick. him. Tick. And he is a Korean War vet. So he's been through some shit. If y'all don't know about the Korean War, it was terrible. It's a PTSD. Literally, America loves putting their finger where it doesn't fucking belong. And the Korean War was one of those fucking One things. of those many. Uh-huh. And, you know, being a victim of those things and having to deal with the PTSD of everything returning back home. And also dealing with Jim, Jim Crow. So not only did you fight for the country, but you're coming back to the country that literally hated you. That hates you and doesn't respect you. He's just a very complex character, which mm-hmm. you can't love him. You can't hate him. You just have to be like, damn, his struggle. Yeah, I think you have to take like a step back and not jump to conclusions with him. I think with him, what I what I learned, because I think I told you, I was like, I freaking hate him. Yeah. Um, is taking a step back and being able to see from an empathetic lens and also being able to see this is a very complex character like i can't jump to conclusion and be like well he was part of the war yeah. he's trash because yeah. i mean yeah people who volunteer for the military nowadays and- i have my opinions about it but back then you know it's just like the complexity of volunteering to go to war but also being drafted mm-hmm. and also then returning back to like a place that doesn't love you and then you're thinking that if you did go that you loved and the intricacies of all of that and so. the army was like a way out of poverty if you fight for your country Mm-hmm. will pay you or whatever mm-hmm. so it was also like what else are they supposed yeah. to do he's a great grandson mm-hmm. of a powerful wizard he has some ancestral wizardry up in him mm-hmm. and it's gonna cause him a whole bunch of quirky mishaps all through the show mm-hmm. and you know Atticus like happens to have this blood of a racist white guy wizard and basically the whole lineage is white witches but it's basically just like him dealing with white people really and instead of it being like a trauma on top of racist thing it's just magic there's monsters there's adventure there's time traveling and all in a way that just highlights how strong black people are how resilient they are mm. and not ignoring the travesties that white people have done it and really yeah. i don't think they shy away from like wow that's evil mm-hmm. this is evil because you really like even you see like in the history books where like when we learned about the native americans mm-hmm. we kind of just learned yeah colonizers just 
just came here and then they had Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. we gave them blankets that made them sick and that was bad. But then after that, mm-hmm. we have the new states. Yeah. You and know, corn. and corn. And, you know, and you don't see the genocide. You don't see the, the violence. Yeah. But it's honestly a great show. And if I'm going to watch a TV show that's set in a very triggering era that I've only seen as trauma porn and you tell me that wait, white people get what's coming soon? Oh, I would love to see what that looks like. And mm-hmm. it's just so refreshing. Yeah. I don't know. For yeah. me it is, you know? Yeah. No, I think it's a sweet, sweet reminder that you get what's coming for you. So let's talk about fresh impressions. Well. So I love this show and I will give my impressions of this show. But what did you think of the show when you first watched it? Because me, you, and Angel all watched it together because we were looking for something to look. And we are like, mm-hmm. people have been buzzing about this show. What's up? What's yeah. up with that? My first impressions of the first episode was I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. What is this? But I'm open to learning. I was confused. I get confused really easily, guys. But I think I together we watched two episodes before I had to go Mimi's. Yeah. And I was really interested in it. I was like, okay. And I was trying to piece what I had learned in the first two episodes, mm-hmm. which were not, gave me nothing. Not that it's like slow. Or hard to get or into. Or hard to get into. It's just like so much is going on that you're like, okay, uh, where does my attention need to be? But what are your first impressions? I was very overwhelmed. I didn't even know what to expect Mm. just because I saw it trending on Tumblr and people get very pessimistic. And then one of them was just like, like, oh, like Lovecraft Country. Why do you have to make shows set in Jim Crow era? Like, that's so Mm. stupid. Like, we're tired of seeing that. So I already had a a misconception, uh, a misidea of like, oh, okay, so it's just going to be more segregation stuff, more race stuff, more like brutality that I just Mm. don't need to. I don't enjoy that. I don't Mm -hmm. enjoy to see people getting brutalized. Like, that's not where I want to spend my time doing. Yeah. And and then that was it. That was all I thought. Yeah. So I just never checked it out. And then we were just scrolling through the Roku. And then we saw and we're like, we're feeling spooky. Yeah. We're feeling spooky. I think we were feeling spooky. Don't you remember, Jay, that I was like, guys, we should watch Lovecraft. Like, before. Before we actually started watching it. Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Early October is when we started watching it. For sure. Yeah. So you were overwhelmed as well and didn't know what to expect. I was more just caught off guard because no one told me what to expect. Mm. That's why I was very caught off guard. But once I read that article that it's a mosh posh of everything because they've been so excluded, Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, I love this and I support it and I'm going to... Take my money. Shut up and take my money. Because the first, I mean, I'm sorry. This is not spoiling anything. The first five seconds, they're like on Mars. Mm-hmm. There's a spaceship. There's Jackie Robinson. There's a uh, Korean alien. There's spaceships. There's mm-hmm. lasers. And you're like, this isn't Jim Crow. I don't understand what is happening right now. Yeah, I was like, I see no racism here. Yeah, I see no racism. I see nothing. I pretend I do not see. <laughs> and, and then like the show started going and I was like, so is it supposed to be like serious? Is it supposed to be like funny? Because it was quirky. Mm -hmm. But then it had sci-fi. And I was like, I love sci-fi, you guys. Like, I just love fantasy that is futuristic. I, like, enjoy being taken out of the reality of the world to immerse myself in a fantasy type of show. And that show just really imagines what would it be like to Mm -hmm. not only live back then, which was terrible, Mm -hmm. but if you had all this magic 
and power behind you. Like that's so powerful. Mm. What do you think about that type of genre? Because I never see you reaching for the sci-fis. I wouldn't know a thing. You don't. You know? I know. I really love that last bit that you said where you love stepping into a world that you're not really familiar with. Like of course like the Jim Crow area, like horrible, but stepping into something so new, something so fantasy because it's a whole new world Mm -hmm. versus your current reality. I hear that a lot about people who love sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's the same with people being like, I love reading long ass books because it takes me into a world oh, and yeah. back into the past. Do I feel the same? No, no, I don't. Wow. I don't know. But a lot of my family members love sci-fi. So I remember being young and they would pick the channel, like sci-fi channel, and would watch the Twilight Zone and like um, the X-Files and would watch a lot of that stuff. And I just never moved me. I just don't know what it is. I won't always... I just don't choose that genre. It doesn't transport me, okay? I guess it's the supernatural aspect of it for me. Okay. But when you throw, like, monsters with five feet, like teeth, and then you throw a time machine in there, and then you throw a, a random spell, you're not going to transport me to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very interesting genre because I constantly say that I'm trying to be a better person. Yeah. Maybe I should dive into it more. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know. I think just to use them... As an escape is just a good way that I self care, mm-hmm. and I think why a lot of people watch like reality TV mm-hmm. is because it's a way that they can just watch someone else's drama yeah. and just be like, "That's funny," or yeah. "That's crazy," or "Damn, like that's fucked up." Like my day was nothing not like nothing that. like that. Mm-hmm. And consuming good art like that for me is it's nice to just not pay attention. Yeah. How do you feel about the acting? I think the acting is very good. And this love is it. this is me not being familiar with a lot of the characters, which I love. I actually really enjoy a piece of work where I'm like, where have these people been? Like, this mm. is like superb acting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they evoke a lot of emotion, especially Tick, his dad, Hippolyta, and yeah. aunt, uh, the daughter D, Ruby, who is, who is one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, and I feel like so many content now, like Elite <clears throat> or other stuff, I feel like the acting is just so basic that people just deal with basic acting and don't realize that, like, there can be another level where, like, you believe. Mm-hmm. And for you to see the show from start to end, like, I believe it. I can see their connection. Mm -hmm. I'm not being force fed, like, with fucking Schitt's Creek. Mm -hmm. I'm not being force fed, like, uh, a fake relationship. It's Mm -hmm. like, I believe that they're in love. And I honestly was thinking, I was like, they have to be a couple outside. Mm -hmm. And they're not. Mm -hmm. Not at all. No, not at all. I think she's married or was. Recent divorce. I don't know. Who knows? She's something. She's something. But I think just how much of a great actor and actress you can be. Really like be able to show the chemistry without there actually being any outside of that. Of course they have mutual respect for each other and they had to spend a lot of time with each other and then you form a bond, a working bond. And I think there's something about really making your viewers believe in something. True art. True, True. art. True because you, you can have an amazing story, a great script, but if the actors don't deliver the message, then it's really not. And a lot of times a good actor can make a shitty script even better. No, no, it's true and I think we've both seen like our fair share of well that was not good like I do not believe that they were a couple I do not believe that they liked each other I don't believe that they're related like I don't believe anything and it, it flops yeah there is a correlation. There is a correlation. Um, you like the acting. I agree 100%. The acting is superb. And for me, that is another piece for me to be able to suspend myself. You believe everything that is happening. I love it. And I think that you guys are going to love it. So to finish this off, let's talk about what message I took away from this that I think all of you should know going into it. 
so that you can really appreciate it. And I would like to talk about how we consume art. Like when we and Angel were talking and and we were like, well, I have to be on my phone. And I was like, no, you don't. And Mm -hmm. I was like, when you're taken out of the experience, that's how you don't appreciate the work that's put into it. And you don't have to put fucking effort into what's a stupid show like gossip girl or Mm -hmm. fucking have you seen elite on fucking netflix yes like shit like that like you can watch that in the background and then be like i can follow along you Mm -hmm. know but when it's good art created very artistically like westworld like very Mm -hmm. details everywhere that if you miss something you miss the whole entire story for me, that's cool. And, mm-hmm. like, I always tell you an angel, like, let's just get off your phones. Like, I know you want to be on it, but, like, this is just an hour that you can just, like, pay mm-hmm. attention. And not all movies deserve that attention. Yeah. I'm not saying full stick your eyes to every single show that you watch, but when we recommend it, mm-hmm. you're going to be tuning in. No, yeah. I um, I do plan to rewatch uh, Lovecraft Country just because I personally know I missed a lot of details like you mentioned but I am very aware that the work that was put into this deserves to be respected and I and I do want to recognize and be able to not feel so overwhelmed but be able to receive it and consume it in a really like positive way mm-hmm. but it's that's that's a lot with the shows that I hold like really close like Westworld which I've watched several times um, mm-hmm. or the personal shows that I've really liked a lot finish the show if you start in episode one just finish it because at the end it'll make sense yeah there's a greater purpose there's a greater purpose to this. let's talk about the greater purpose let's talk about the purpose So we're not going to spoil the ending, but basically at the end, there is a common message that I want to share with you guys that is not going to spoil it, but is a big part of why I really love the show. So the biggest thing that I took away was from this tweet um, that was the biggest deception was to teach us to fear our magic and to see power and ancestral connection as evil. And Hannah is Tick's mom, which you'll know through through the show. And then Hannah has a quote that I realized this magic was not something to be feared, but a gift to be passed on. Mm -hmm. That quote for me just really cemented the work that I'm doing to improve myself Mm -hmm. and to work on decolonizing my conception of the world. Mm -hmm. Everything that we know is through a colonized lens. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. from heteronormative living, like getting married and having a house with a kid, like all of these things are ideals that were taken from the colonizer places, which is Europe, and brought to us and shoved down our throats. Shoved down our throats. Mm-hmm. Um, even the way we deal with mental health, everything yeah. has been through a colonized lens that we forget that before that, our ancestors had ways of healing ourselves. We had ways of healing the earth. We had ways of living with the earth that isn't terrible. We weren't subjugating whole races of people. You know, mm-hmm. people were living peacefully. There was some drama mm-hmm. because people have drama. People have disagreements. And a world where there are men, there's going to be drama. But yeah, so that was the biggest message that I took from the show and that Tick has a lot of... Generational. Generational. He has generational trauma, which if you know what that is, it's just your ancestors, for those of you who are people of color, a lot of them had terrible things happen to them. Like a lot of our family members died crossing the border. A lot of them died getting deported back Mm -hmm. and their lineages have lived on. And you forget that you are not only a product of your environment now, but you are a product of generations of things that happened to you. Exactly. You are a continuation of your lineage of all of this pain you carry, you carry with you and you will carry with your kids. Mm -hmm. 
But the underlying message of the show is, is what are you doing to heal that lineage? Mm -hmm. And are you accepting that you have to sacrifice things for the betterment of your lineage? Yeah, for the continuement. Because there are a lot of heavy things that the characters have to deal with and carry with them. But a lot of times that's the burden that we have to carry in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's the message that I got across from the show that even if bad things have happened to you, there is a way that you can overcome that and use that as fuel to progress. Not as like, oh, this bad thing happened to me a long time ago. I'm a victim because of it. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this happened to me and I became who I am today. And I'm going to take that, yeah. reclaim that, um, yeah. that hurt. And we've heard it in the Blackest King episode. I brought it up with the elections episode. It's important for us to know that we're not alone and that our ancestors will always be here. They've always been here. And if you feel some sort of like, I need help, I need guidance, and I don't know what to do. Been talking to God. He's not listening. You know, been fucking doing everything that I can. No one's listening. Just know that. That knowledge lives within you. Mm -hmm. It's it's accessible through you Mm -hmm. because it is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love everything that you just said. Uh-huh. Um, do you? Diane, tell me. Do you know? It's scary, Sam. I can believe what you what you feel. I can believe that. But do you really know? Do you really know? No, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, Diane? Do you? And I really just want to comment on you're not defined by what has happened to you. Yes. You know. Um, Yes, bad things have happened. Yes, you carry the trauma of, of your ancestors because that is passed on. It's a real thing. You guys should look it up. Generational trauma is a real thing, which then, you know, affects your health, your mental health. And it just kind of keeps, it's a domino effect until you can start healing from that. And so the message that I got, the overarching theme for me was just the resilience to like keep fighting. Yeah. I think for me, something hard to accept, which I know overall I do accept, is a having to sacrifice. It's really scary to know I have to maybe sacrifice my happiness. It's scary to know that maybe I have to sacrifice love in order for me and my family to heal and me to move forward and then pass that on. But I think when it comes down to it, I'm willing to because of the benefits of it. Yeah. Like if me sacrificing something can heal the people to come that I so um, interconnected with me by blood and, and by my ancestral, then yes, of course. Mm-hmm. If it's going to mean me having a bad day for you to have a better tomorrow yes mm-hmm. let's go and so for me that's the message and the idea to just fight you know you just have so much in you it's already in you mm-hmm. you've never not had it and i i really like that message because i think you can use that for life in general when you doubt yourself and i think we did maybe mention it in the election where like you just have so much in you that it's yours already the potential is like a limitless you know it's just there already that there's no reason you should doubt yourself you have so many people cheering for you like you've said they were sacrificed they sacrificed um and by the i mean family um and ancestors for you to be here Mm -hmm. and for you to make something out of it to live your purpose Mm -hmm. and then you know run off with it yeah i think that's really cool and for a lot of people having that connection to ancestors is like devil stuff you're supposed to be scared of it Mm -hmm. you know like i i always heard from christians that like if you hear your loved ones coming to you that's not your loved ones they're in heaven so that means that's the devil and that Mm -hmm. and like that is a colonized 
idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this show has magic and everything. But above all, they do believe in God. And, spoiler alert, they get uh, take baptized. And that just shows their willingness to merge cultures, to know that, like, our ancestors are Catholic, right? If we're not Catholic, but they are that's okay. Mm-hmm. We can understand that's just one way to communicate to a higher being. It's not the only way. Yeah. There's so many. Mm-hmm. You know, there's brujeria within Christianity. There's mm-hmm. magic within Christianity. There's yeah. magic in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> like Turning yeah. water to wine. Yeah. Come on. That's, bitch, a, that's a spell, guys. Bitch, that's a spell. That's a spell. Jesus came back two days later? Resurrected? Come on. Like, untouched? Come on. Moved a whole boulder by himself? Come, bitch, on. I can barely lift up uh, Leslie's five-gallon water. Seriously, cured a, and the man's vision? Guys, that's magic, you and, know? And Miracle d- magic. It's all... Interwined. It really is. And, like, I wish people can start to see it that way because I think that's going to allow a lot of things to allow us to connect better because, you know, a lot of people say, like, magic's not real and that's not real. But you forget that we have powers of sensing energy, right? Mm -hmm. You know exactly what it feels like to walk into a room and know that everyone's in a bad mood. Yeah. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. You also can feel when you shift energy, when you mm-hmm. are feeling, feel people are feeling negative and you're like, let's, let's start dancing. You feel that shift in the energy because it's innate in us. It's part of us. It's mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. But because we've repressed it so much, we're just like, it just becomes a thing like, oh, the vibe's weird in here. But mm-hmm. no, people have a vibe because yeah. that's, we're energy. That's what it is. And laws of thermodynamics is that energy cannot be destroyed or created. So it's always existing. So mm-hmm. when you die... Yeah, you do die, but that life force and that energy doesn't disappear. It's just turns into something else. And then that's where Christianity says it goes into heaven. That's where Buddhism says it's reborn. Reincarnation. That's where Mm -hmm. um, all these things. Mm -hmm. Because people want an explanation of where does that go. Where does that energy go? But the common thing is that it exists Mm -hmm. and it's within all of us. Mm -hmm. And that we all have the power to change every aspect of our life. Yeah. And that's what this show just really shows you is that you have the power, you have the magic, and it's not something you should be scared of. It should be something that you embrace. You should own it. Be comfortable with it. And I think if anything that viewers get from this is what you've just said, but also the comfortable level of Mm -hmm. being able to like dive a little bit more into it and start asking questions um, like about your ancestors and all of this, like a lot of the work that you've done, which is like the research, the asking your mom, um, probably asking your dad and then doing this, doing that to get educated. I'm glad that you got that message mm-hmm. from it because what makes really good art is where it's able to create a reflection for yourself and be like, how can I see myself and what's happening? Mm-hmm. For this show to be able to show you that subject matter but still be entertaining, I think that is real art. And that is how I think TV... A lot of people say, well, you shouldn't learn through the TV. Well, guess what? Everyone's learning through TV. Mm -hmm. So if you have the opportunity, fucking use it. Yeah. Because everyone's going to learn through TV, period. No one's learning in school. Yeah. Bitch, check your curriculum. Check your curriculum. Um, No, I really... I, I really like that. I completely agree everyone learns differently and mm-hmm. i think jordan peele, peele is conscious of that exactly. and that's what he does a lot with his stuff because he's like black people are maybe tired of seeing the same stuff and and then it's obviously stuff that's made for pe- non-black people to see and maybe feel something or receive it something but they don't they don't so the like, elections were a perfect example if anything they don't care yeah and it's so it's like so then let me make stuff for black people and not make it with the black and white and make it with the, you know, there's a white cop and there's a black cop. 
let me make it this way because yeah this whole market of genre is untapped by us and why not why not see us in the indiana jones why not see us in the time portal like we we really definitely can hold that space i don't know it's really cool this discussion has kind of like opened my eyes a little bit and kind of will have my eyes peeled for for other producers most like maybe Latinx producers and the way that they produce stuff. I would um, hope. I would hope so. I would, I would hope so because I'm tired of seeing the same characters as well with Latino people, yeah. and I'm just so grateful that we have people like Misha Green, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, and Ava DuVernay. Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these people making this art that is art. Mm-hmm. It stands alone. It's it's visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. The acting is superb Mm -hmm. like it is just like they don't when they when they make something you're never like ugh this is garbage mama like no it is you're like oh exactly even get out and for Jordan Peele to give these opportunities for producing for black women I think that is really cool too to understand his male privilege and to know that you as a man you don't have to be at the center of everything. Of, of everything. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got that. I'm happy yeah. you watched the show. Yeah, I'm glad that it's been so meaningful to you. And I'm excited to rewatch it and definitely get a lot of these other messages and anything underlining that I missed that I know I did miss. And I hope people will watch it too. And watch it with, with an open heart, open mind, open eyes, obviously. Because you yep. need your eyes to watch it. Yep. Well, thank you guys. We had so much fun recording. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye.